Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This will be for Isaiah chapter 63. This is about the Lord's vengeance in the second coming, the first six verses. Who is this that cometh from Edom, i.e. the worldly nations, Idumea, Idumea in Greek, or the world, with dyed garments from Basra, the capital of Edom, also Basra in Iraq, this that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, I, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. So this sounds like the Savior coming in red uh, at the second coming. Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat? In Hebrew, the press, i.e. the wine press, and the vat for collecting the juice of the grapes. When Christ returns, his garments will be red, as John saw, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. The red clothing symbolizes at least three things, the blood of Christ shed in performing the atonement, the blood of or sins of the wicked that he took upon himself, and the blood of the unrepentant wicked he has slain in his wrath. Verse 3, I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in mine anger, and trample them in my fury, and their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments, and I will stain all all my raiment. Christ completed the atonement alone. This imagery of the winepress alone, anciently when they trod the grapes in the winepress, that usually had two or three people doing it together, and they would link arms so that they didn't fall. Uh, Here he's doing this all by himself, the atonement all by himself. For the day of vengeance is in mine heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. And I looked, and there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury it upheld me. And I will tread down the people in mine anger, and make them drunk, or break them in pieces. According to several manuscripts, that's what it says, in my fury, and I will bring down their strength to the earth. Doctrine and Covenants 133, And it shall be said, Who is this that cometh down from God in heaven with dyed garments, yea, from the regions which are not known, clothed in his glorious apparel, traveling in the, in the greatness of his strength? And he shall say, I am he who spake in righteousness, mighty to save. And the Lord shall be red in his apparel, and the garments like him that treadeth in the wine vat. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. Verses 7 to 14 is the psalm of mercy. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. Joseph Smith said, Our Heavenly Father is more liberal in his views and boundless in his mercies and blessings than we are ready to believe or receive. Thankfully, the Lord's merciful to to help us uh, overcome our sins and weaknesses and and to help us to repent. Verse 8, For he said, Surely they are my people, children that will not lie, so so he was their Savior. Those with a broken heart and a contrite spirit is those that are forgiven. In all their affliction he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them, and he bare them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore he was turned to be their enemy, and he fought against them. 
The Lord's people grieve the Spirit. When we make choices that turn us from the Spirit of God, that Spirit must leave us, and we, at the same time, become estranged from our Father and our God. Then he, in verse 11, his people remembered the days of old, Moses and his people saying, Where is he that brought them up out of the sea, meaning the Red Sea, with the shepherd, or shepherds of his flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him, or them? that led them to the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm, dividing the water before them to make himself an everlasting name, that led them through the deep as a horse in the wilderness that they should not stumble. A horse is sure-footed. As a beast goeth before or goeth down into the valley, as a cattle go, the Spirit of the Lord caused him to rest, so didst thou lead thy people to make thyself a glorious name. Verses uh, In the next few verses here, he's talking about the intercessory prayer. Look down from heaven, i.e. the abundance of thy tenderness, and behold from the habitation of thy holiness and of thy glory. Where is thy zeal and thy strength? The sounding of thy bowels and of thy mercies toward me, are they restrained? Doubtless thou art our father, though Abraham be ignorant of us. Such forefathers as Abraham and Jacob, long dead, were not available to help. And Israel acknowledge us not. Thou, O Lord, art Art our Father, our Redeemer, thy name is from everlasting. O Lord, why hast thou suffered us to err from thy ways, and to harden our heart from from thy fear? Return for thy servants, those who are faithful, for thy servants' sake, those that are faithful, the tribes of thine inheritance. Restore the lost tribes of Israel. The people of thy holiness, or to whom the the temple belongs, have possessed it but a little while. Our adversaries have trodden down thy sanctuary. So the temples of Jerusalem he's talking about here, they didn't keep for, for very long. We are thine, thou never bearest rule over them. They were not called by thy name. In other words, the Gentiles have never been a... a a covenant people, uh, he's, he's asking to, Israel is asking here to be restored back to the covenant. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.